from the pages of rpmnewsweekly.com, the site that brings you automotive news that goes behind the headlines. This is the RPM News Weekly Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the RPM News Weekly Podcast. My name is Peter. With me, as always, is RPM co-founder Rich Tabor. Rich, hello. Say hello. Hello. Glad to be here. So we got a, a lot of EV news to talk about this week. It's kind of funny because I think recently I was saying that there hadn't been a lot of EV news around, and now looks like... We're going to get a bunch of EV news at once. and uh, Headlines. Big you know, big headlines. Yeah, big headlines. And uh, some not so big headlines. I think that like a couple of things in the EV world were overshadowed by the drama that's going on. And it's funny to say that there's you know EV drama yeah, going lots on of drama. In, in the SEC and short sellers. But it's not about Tesla. It's not about, <laughs> not about Elon Musk for once. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Rivian Motors or are they yeah Rivian Motors is the name I can never remember oh no I'm sorry <laughs> now I just did what we were talking about I said Rivian I meant I meant Nikola Nikola Motors not Rivian um, okay and although Rivian is coming up in the news but uh, so Nikola Motors they were having a pretty good week and then all of a sudden uh, a, a, a kind of a notable I don't know if it's a, a short seller or or research company I'm sorry they call themselves a research company. Uh, who, who are actually a short seller? Yeah, they're a short seller, but they, they you know, they they mask the, as a research company, um, Hindenburg as they're called, because they they have some. Uh, their name is not like just some ironic name. I think they 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 they, <laughs> you they might think uh, it would. They chose that name on purpose, I guess, because they're they're out to prevent man-made disasters or something. I was on their web- website and they had like a history of the name. But, uh, so yeah, so coming up, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that towards the end of the show. First, we're going to talk about Lucid Motors, a company that we've, you know, we've been following for some time now, and we got to enjoy a presentation of theirs back in the New York uh, International Auto Show. And I think they got a little bit dismissed, you know, as far as they, not a lot of hype for them. They were kind of, just like Rivian in a way, they, they kind of was quiet in the background for a while. And, of course, yeah, they, it, that year... Uh, that uh, presentation at the New York International Auto Show, they didn't even really have what most people would call a proper booth uh, on the main floor. They were often uh, the hallway, um, you know. So, and it was uh, uh, early on the second day, as I recall, where you know most of the real heavy activity takes place on the first day. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was kind of like a side note. Uh, for a lot of folks, I think that uh, a lot of the big journalists didn't even show up. There was a pretty good audience, though. They've got a photograph of it. Right. Uh, you can actually, actually, if you squint, you can uh, see RPM's present uh, presence there in the crowd. Yeah, I noticed that. I was uh, going to send you that. Uh, you can see yourself. I think you're holding a camera too, which is kind of funny. A video, a little video camera. But that was 2017. It's incredible to think that it was that long ago. Right. You know. Uh, so a lot of electrons under the bridge, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Electrons under the wire. I don't know about that. So, so yeah, they had this little booth. And matter of fact, if I remember, they were in the. They weren't even in the show properly. They were like in the lobby across from like the newspaper yeah. stand. There was like a snack stand. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, that's what I, yeah, that's what I meant. It was yeah, it was it weird. was. Uh, it, it was I, I hope they didn't have to pay top dollar for that. Right, but yeah. they you know they showed a pretty convincing car though, and that's the thing you know. Yeah. The car was good looking back then, and that was a pre production prototype. So, you know, we're excited to see they, they released the, they did sort of a long presentation. I thought it was a little bit too long. I kind of was watching it going, oh, I kind of wish they would get to the, I, I understand what they're doing. Well, it's a nice marketing piece, and they're showing the history of the company and talking about their, their sort of their mentality behind what they're doing. But in a way, it's like, all right, get to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's let's see. Yeah, yeah. Well, we use this thing as being, uh, tra- moving so fast at the auto show, you know, where you're just hustling from one booth to another, one presentation to the next, one launch to the next. But, you know, there was something about the way they did that presentation as well that uh, I think all the new manufacturers, they want to be able to present themselves as being serious about what they're doing and that, and that you, they should be taken seriously. But there was a component of, yeah, these guys really are serious about what they're doing. This is no, uh, you know, just sort of, uh, you know, uh, fly-by-night kind of, uh, you know, hoping for the best. Uh, you know, here's something new and earth-shattering, which no one even feels a little ripple out of it. Uh, there was something much more substantial about what they were doing uh, back then. And, and they had already been uh, building up. 
uh, for a number of years prior to that as well, uh, which happens with a lot of these companies. Uh, uh, Rivian the same way, where they've been in the background, they, they don't get a lot of attention, and then all of a sudden you hear a little bit more about them. Uh, and a lot of it is just coming, all that work from these companies seems to be coming, these EV uh, uh, company seems to be coming to fruition, and maybe that's why we're getting so much more news at a higher level uh, these days. Yeah, and, and it's it's funny because uh, you know you watch the presentation, and you can see sort of the the difference. It's weird to, to see their their, their CEO uh, Peter Rawlinson. Is his name how do you pronounce it? Rawlinson or is it Rawlinson? Mm-hmm. Rawlinson. Yeah. So so he's kind of when you look at like Elon Musk when Elon Musk does a presentation. It's like this. I'm jumping on the stage, and it's it's almost like kind of like being the Apple, the old Apple videos, and they're doing things, and there's always the one more thing and all that. But then you have Peter Rawlinson, who's he's got the the English accent, and he's he's very laid back, and he speaks slow and precise, and you know, it's kind of a funny contrast, you know. And he, he's he's obviously put a lot of thought into what he's going to say, and and it's not uh, just some. Um, you know, just like, hey, check at this, look at this, look at this, here's this, and we're going to throw this at this. It's not that. It's it's Or even you even get that sort of, when you well, like you said at the auto show now, like the VW, I think they do, they or, or anybody who does like these presentations, they always have to throw in something kind of odd. Some people use dancers, some people do like little gimmicky things. It's like, you know, so this, it's not super showy, you know, which I kind of like. I kind of like just that, here's what I'm doing, this is why I'm doing it, and I'm kind of honest about it. And, and, and it's- yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that quality of it, you know. And, and even, you know, he was, uh, you know, he was dressed like, you know, he was the owner of a company, but he wasn't stiff. Uh, you know, he didn't have that kind of like a, this is just a guy in a suit. Uh, he had a kind of very approachable uh, look. Um, and uh, in fact, the, the whole company was that way. Uh, I suppose at this point, or at that point anyway, they had they they, they need to be accessible because they they want. Uh, uh, some coverage. They want uh, a, a little bit of attention, um, and uh, what better way than at an auto show to make yourself accessible? And uh, we found that that, that that to be the case. Yeah. Uh, you know, we got some, a lot of, a lot of good information and, and uh, had a really nice interview, which you uh, folks can watch if you head over to rpmnewsweekly.com. Right. And, we'll have to put a post and, up, and uh, we'll have to put up a post and, and put a link to the uh, to the interview. Mm-hmm. And you know, and hoping to see good things from from them with this car. And, and when you look at sort of the way they designed it, and he talks a lot about that, uh, I think in, when we were talking to him in the interview as well, because he, he came from Tesla Motors. He came he he came into Tesla. He was brought in to help redesign, or, or not redesign, but to help finish the design work on the Model S. So when he came into Tesla, they had a body. Basically, they had a shape that they knew they wanted, but they didn't engineer like sort of the the rest of it. So, his job at at Tesla was to figure out how to get all the bits inside this this shell that they already had. So, with when he left Tesla, and a matter of fact, Elon Musk even made a comment about it this week about him, basically a little bit of a jab, saying that he that he um, he left when when uh, things got tough. As, as he put it on Twitter, quote, oh, and, and it, it really was you know, is, really unnecessary is, thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so yeah. well, well, you can imagine how much tougher it got for him to start his own company. So right. that's, that's such a that's such a bunch of bunk from from Elon. Yeah, that, it was it was an unnecessary thing too because because he's been he's been very you know he's been very complimentary towards the Tesla and Elon Musk and you know that he must have some stories because he only stayed around for the the, the Model S and he did leave he left you know right around the time that they launched it and uh, you know he got out of there and, and as a matter of fact a lot of people who, who worked on the Model S with him went to Lucid so it's sort of funny in a way because he is sort of the guy who brought the Model S he, if without him the Model S wouldn't have been a success but then you see like the real diehard Tesla fans who are, you know, kind of a a weird bunch on Twitter. Let's put it that way. You know, they're criticizing this and oh, you know, it's just another Tesla killer, so to speak. And 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 you know, uh, they're not going to do anything. But it's funny because you know, without without Peter Rawlinson, you would and his team, you wouldn't have the Model S. And in a way, he got to fix a lot of the mistakes in in in, in the Model S. So in a way, the Lucid Air. Is sort of like the refresh or redesign of the Model S that Tesla should have uh-huh. done, that Tesla should have yeah. done five years ago, 
you know and and and, yeah. and what he does is it maximizes space and you can see in the video and we'll have links up to this in the, on the website you can see in the video when they showed of, of the final production version of the car um just like the space inside the car is incredible you know and of course they show the fancy high-end executive model with the seats that recline but uh, oh actually i think they do show both in, in the well, you know, I, I think, you know, just to uh, do some service to our listeners that uh, to explain that a little bit, you know, because manufacturers oftentimes SUV manufacturers, for example, will rave about, you know, redesigning something that gives it more space for uh, luggage or, you know, there's more space in the interior. Uh, and, and a lot of times the, the space, like especially like, you know, uh, leg space, knee space, uh, shoulder space, uh, it's incremental uh, when they say that there's more. But this is like a, a whole class different uh, in terms of, of, of available space. Uh, I mean, there's so much available space that, uh, and this car is, the, uh, is is basically executive class. Uh, you know, I mean, I think they even differentiate it from the Model S by by describing it as a true luxury car, yeah. uh, and that that, that they're they're uh, at least Peter Rawlinson uh, views the uh, Model S as not exactly a luxury car. You know, a high end car, obviously, but but not what he considers luxury uh, at the level of of what uh, Mercedes or, or uh, some of the other German manufacturers might be doing. Right. Uh, so there's something extra that he did. But getting to that space component is that uh, you've got uh, electronics, the motor, electric motor, the way they did the, the battery arrangement. It was all designed so that uh, it, it changed the whole layout of the interior of what is uh, possible uh, for the interior of a vehicle. Uh, so much to the uh, to the point that the uh, there's a, an available seating arrangement uh, where the rear seat actually reclines at uh, a 45-degree angle. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can basically lie down in the back, um, and that means, like, lie down while you're looking forward, so to speak, or, or you'll end up looking straight up. But, yeah. but uh, uh, that's pretty remarkable when you actually see what they've done. I mean, and even if you look at some of the, the, the points that they make about uh, you know, uh, what's called a frunk in, in uh, electric vehicle speak. Uh, it's also been used for other, other cars that have a trunk in the front of the car, but the uh, uh, Lucid Air has uh, uh, you know, space in both front and back, and the front, or the, the trunk in the front, uh, is uh, about, it's the largest that's available in any electric car to date. Uh, that's what they claim. Um, and uh, it's got a it's got bi-level storage capacity uh, in both the uh, front and back. Uh, so this just like it's just a whole different way in which the the passenger compartment has been designed because of the freeing up of space due to the uh, size of the components that differs first of all uh, tremendously from an internal combustion driven car, uh, but even more so than some of the other electric vehicles. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, you're right, and, and and like Tesla alone has proved that that removing the internal combustion engine and, and maximizing that space, it, it it works in an accident. It helps. It helps in a crash. They can do better, like bigger crumple zone area, like uh, support, and and and. But this takes that to another level, you know, beyond because now you're talking about a car that was engineered sort of together with the parts. And you talked about luxury. You mentioned luxury. I mean, he did come from Jaguar. He was a, an engineer at Jaguar as well. So he knows what he's mm -hmm. talking about in that regard. And that's when he says he's not out to take, like, he's not out to beat Tesla. They're not looking at Tesla as a competitor. Their their competitor is the model is is the is the Mercedes is the Mercedes S class is the BMW Seven Series. And and you know that shows it. And I kind of hope that you know you were talking about price a little bit. We'll get into that in a second. But you know, I was kind of it'd be kind of nice if they get into sort of a fleet price. And and you could see I could picture entire fleets of these, you know, for limo companies, you know, working in New York, you know, as executive sedans or airport shuttles, because there is so much space and you can maximize that. So it seems to me mm -hmm. that hopefully they'll have sort of a, a fleet department where they'll work with limo companies and, and and you'll see these out there all over the place transporting people because this you know this is the way to go, and and it's efficient on top of that. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we we will get back to pricing, uh, but yeah, when you talk about uh, you know some of the the numbers, let's look at some of the numbers. Talk about performance and efficiency. Uh, the uh, the the top level 
uh, there, there's, there's, the plan is that there'll be four levels of the air. Uh, you'll have the, the base air, which won't be going to production until 2022, but the other versions will be in production for 2021, uh, and that includes the, the touring, the grand touring, and the top of the line, uh, a limited volume uh, 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 Air Dream Edition. Uh, so if you look at the Air Dream Edition, that's over a thousand horsepower. Uh, and it's available with a dual mode or all-wheel drive architecture. Uh, here's how fast that car is. A quarter mile in under 10 seconds, 9.9 consistently repeated. Uh, <laughs> I mean, think about that for a second or two. Uh, just a few years ago, you know, Dodge was uh, bragging about they were able to, to break the 10-second uh, mark. Right. You're referring to the Dodge Demon, which ran a 9.65 back in 2017. Right, right. Uh, so, you know, I, I mean, I wonder how the uh, NHRA, the National Hot Rod Association, feels about, about the lucid air. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it, it, uh, I, I wanted to mention this a little bit earlier because it, I, I had a conversation with a, a financial advisor that uh, my wife and I uh, uh, talk about, talk to uh, uh, on a regular basis. And uh, I mentioned about lucid and, and uh you know, just in the casual part of our of our business meeting, and uh, it, it's really true that it's not a name that is a household word by any stretch. Tesla, everyone knows about Tesla, whether they know a lot about it, but they know of Tesla, uh, and you know that's one of the biggest struggles is is somehow breaking through, uh, you know, in this early in these still early days of of uh, EV adoption. Uh, at least in the United States, uh, that you know, there, there, of course, there'll be those folks that really follow uh, automobile development and performance, regardless of whether it's internal combustion uh, or if it's uh, ele- electric or, or even fuel cell. They, they're, they're just their followers. They, they just want to keep up with the latest technology in, in all aspects. You know, they would have heard, at least heard of Lucid. Uh, but I don't think, you know, there's that many folks that uh, uh, know that much about them. But I, I highly recommend anyone listening, that take a look. Go, go to their website and just take a look at the, what they're doing. And uh, I think it is pretty remarkable. Um, so, and, and we had um, uh, recently uh, posted a, p- a piece that was, uh, that was talking about their, uh, their, uh, the estimated EPA range uh, of 517 miles on a single charge. That's another breakthrough uh, that, that's available in these, these, this early Air Dream edition. Uh, so, so there'll be more on that. But, you know, just in those, in those aspects, it's, it's, a, it's quite the remarkable vehicle. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's not just like eye candy. It's really something that's uh, it's, 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 got the, it's got the stuff inside. Uh, yeah, they don't say what the, um, the range is going to be on the, uh, on the, the under 80 thousand dollar version which you know originally when they first came out they said it was going to be 60 but of course things happen and, and who knows with design stuff that came up improvements so now they're looking at basically an eighty thousand uh, dollar you know entry level price but they don't say anything about range but it's going to have to be over 400 i would think because the model s is, is over 400 and if you're going to compete with something as far as ev cars go because that's the closest ev car we can compare it to right now then you're going to have to you know going to want to be able to say that you're over 400 at least I think what Lucid needs to do when you're talking about sort of making a name for themselves, becoming a household name, is they really need to get these cars out there. They really need to get these cars in the hands of people like Jay Leno. You know, you go to Jay Leno in Jay Leno's garage, he'll drive it and he'll love it because it's an EV. You know, get it out in the hands of, of people who, who will actually get some attention. Yeah, I, 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 I know the term influencer. You, oh. you, you're either a thumbs up or thumbs down on that. <laughs> but, but some of the celebrities that uh, uh, influence people's uh, uh, Thoughts and perceptions on things simply because they're they, you know they they carry uh, you know they, this visual clout uh, yeah. you know, me, media clout. I do want to correct myself on one thing: is is that the 517 uh, mile EPA range is on the uh, Grand Touring version. The Air Dream uh, will get up to 503 if you have the 19 uh, inch wheel package. Uh, I think other than that, they usually have most of these will have a 21 inch wheel. I think that's that's a standard size. Yeah. On, on these. Is it because of tune? I wonder if the the mileage, uh, the range dip is because of the tire or the rim size, or because it's tuned to a little probably a little bit more power. 
Uh, uh, might be. The horsepower is definitely up uh, over the, the – here's, here's other numbers read out on, the, on this chart that they've got published. Um, the uh, Grand Touring version, 517 uh, EPA, horsepower of 800. Oh, just 800? Uh, Lame. Yeah. Yeah, just 800. <laughs> Gone are the days of 700 horsepower. Yeah, being remember when 700? Remember when people um, were screaming uh, about 700? How could they do that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, at the Air Dream, uh, it uh, has a, a standard range of 465 uh, miles with 21-inch Aero Dream wheels, but when you put the 19-inch wheels on, it says 503. Ah. Um, Interesting. So, and but the the touring, the regular touring, it's uh, range is four hundred and six, at six hundred and twenty horsepower. So possibly the you know the air that we were talking about is that's the we'll call it the eighty thousand dollar version. What's well, the base they're saying model? Below 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 eighty thousand, um, that it'll probably be somewhere in that range. Yeah, and and, and you know that it's going to have sort of the standard as they call pure lux interior, and you know it it is for all you know. It's the it's the base model. I mean, they're not saying base, but that's pretty much what it is. And and when I talk about like you know not even when I talk about like getting a car out there, you know something like this where I said if you want to get a car into sort of fleets and have executive sedans, and this is kind of where that car goes because that car is going to be driving people around a big city like New York or Boston or or L.A. especially L.A. You know, if you get an executive in the back of this thing, he's going to want one. You know, so that's why I mean I hope that they reach out to companies that's where i think i would channel a lot of marketing if i was with lucid i'd be contacting these big fleets and being like here's the car i'm bringing it to you you guys can check it out take it for a ride you know that's what i would my focus would be because then you then they get people inside the car and they're like what is this you know so. i bet i bet that'll be uh you know i mean we had an opportunity to get close to the car at the auto show but there's nothing like being able to to be in the vehicle that's actually in motion yeah or even uh, driving it yeah yeah, you know. yeah um so so their factory is just about complete actually I, I read a story the other day that they were they're actually as they said it they're testing the robots they're they're testing the equipment now so their factory is actually coming together they said we're turning on the robots that was the quote and so they're doing a lot of internal testing. They got to kind of tune these lines and make sure everything works together. And it's a big—I can't even imagine that job at any auto factory. If you think about the amount of work that goes into not only building a factory, it's, you don't just bolt the equipment in and walk away. You have to tune everything to work together. It has to be the right speed. It has to work for the. It's just mind—it's mind-boggling that they can accomplish stuff like this in these these factories, like like the Ford factory, where they can churn out two hundred thousand F one fifties a day. You know, mm-hmm. to make all that work together, it's, it's and the speed with which uh, Lucid has got this factory up and running, uh, up and on, just about running. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you know, I mean, it's not that far off. Uh, quarter two of twenty twenty one. That'll come up fast for us. Yep. Uh, and uh, the cars will be out there, and maybe we'll get one in the press fleet. That would be uh, quite the deal if we could make that happen. Uh, yeah, but let's tu- let's turn our attention to uh, for a moment to Rivian. Right, uh, I was gonna say uh, talking about factories, you know, Rivian now they they put out a little bit of a uh, actually I don't even think they put out a press release for it, which is kind of weird. They just put out a, a YouTube video on their YouTube channel. Uh, it was yeah yesterday they put out a, it's a it, if you want to look it up it's called uh, Building Toward Production and we'll we'll put a link we'll either embed it and we'll have a story or. We'll embed it in the podcast uh, on the website. Um, so what they're doing now is they're actually, I guess this is where you can see where they are ahead of Lucid. They're actually now rolling trucks down the assembly line. So they've got the assembly line tuned and mm-hmm. uh, or, or, or tuning. They're, they're, but now they're actually bringing vehicles off the assembly line. And these, of course, will be early test vehicles. They're going to probably build a handful then test those tweak things then build another handful and then test you know and, and so on and so on so you'll probably see these out now out and about more we'll see, i'm sure we'll see a lot of spy shots i guess they don't even have to do spy shots because there's no point in hiding it but i'm sure we'll see them out in the real world testing and uh yeah so so that's kind of exciting I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the rivian trucks and again i wish i really could afford to buy one if they'd bring the prices down but I would certainly buy a Rivian truck, you know. Yeah. At any point, uh, it, it's not all, not not just a good-looking truck, but uh, a functional, very functional truck. 
Um, and uh, it's just it, it kind of really sets the stage for a, for a whole new era of, of driving and uh, not only vehicle ownership but specifically tr- uh, truck ownership. Yeah, and uh, it, I think th- I think I think they'll uh, you know now that they've got their factory up and running and the, and these cars are going to be actually out there. I think that that's uh, uh, you know that's a good sign for for everyone. Right. Uh, and I think that think that it'll, it'll it'll make a difference in terms of. Uh, uh, adoption uh, of, of 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 the technology and and uh, yeah, I mean just you know, I think this kind of a confluence of a lot of things that are happening, uh, not the least of which, of course, is the pandemic that we're still uh, uh, working our way through. Um, that I think it it, it it sort of necessitates a change of consciousness uh, in in a lot of ways, and, and so I think this this may be the time finally. Right, and it, and it's funny because when you look at you know when you look at um you know Ford and Ram and Chevy and they 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 are coming out with stuff but they're still just sort of dragging their feet and and you got to wonder if cuz like they you know Ram tried to do a hybrid pickup truck as a matter of fact I think with GM so Chevy had the Silverado pickup truck and and Ram they they did like a I think they did a hybrid Dakota oh no 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 a Durango what that went along with that and 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 then nobody bought them they just kind of fizzled out the the mileage was a joke and they were overpriced for what they were so I gotta wonder if the industry is sort of weary, or if they want to see these things come out first and see where the market goes. Well, you know, in, in that vein, uh, uh, there's there's also just like uh, it's very hard to move that boulder up the hill. Uh, uh, you know, as folks who are familiar with Sisyphus would 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 <laughs> would. Uh, kind of uh, think of in, uh, with that imagery. With that, uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I was gonna say, was that an ice cream from Carvel? No, nah, it, it, it ought to be. <laughs> uh, but uh, what I'm getting at is, is that you know, just this week, uh, you know, we saw the the stocks fly up and fly down uh, for another up and coming EV uh, manufacturer of trucks, uh, bigger trucks, uh, and, and that would be Nikola. Uh, but it strikes me what's, what I'm kind of making the tie in here is is that what strikes me is is that there's always these these kind of like really just these these forces out there that that, that just seem to have a, a drag you down kind of quality to them and 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 a lot of what's happened with this particular um, claim by uh, a, 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 a researcher a stock market research yeah. um, short seller. Um, is that uh, Nikola uh, was sort of inflating their value, um, and it was uh, allowing them to uh, maintain a high stock price uh, point, and um, so uh, there were some accusations of fraud, and uh, apparently it uh, it uh, it was very injurious to their stock this week. Right. Uh, and, and the problems with what happened with the with the fraud claims was it was coming from a company that's also a short seller, uh, where they basically feed on failure, and uh, so for them, uh, you know, it may have been advantageous for to see the stock plunge. Uh, for those folks that maybe aren't that familiar with short selling, and I can't claim that I'm especially familiar with all the ins and outs, but essentially it would be uh, sort of akin to. Um, Buying your friend's truck from him, knowing that there uh, you had gotten inside information on there uh, going to be a, a recall on the truck, uh, so you buy it, you borrow it. I'm sorry, you borrow the truck from your friend, and unbeknownst to your friend, you you sell the truck to a dealer who is not aware that the prices of the bottom the bottom line price for this car is going to fall out. Um, in the next few days and so that happens and so you go back to the dealer and offer to buy the truck back at a lower price and then you bring it back and the dealer agrees knowing that he's going to lose his shirt on this truck anyway and uh and then you bring the truck back to your friend and say thank you very much and <laughs> yeah, so, yeah 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 you're uh, right that's a good way so, to put it yeah uh so so that's you know i mean it's kind of a to me it's a very shadowy sort of Way of of conducting uh, co- conducting oneself uh, sounds like it's rife for uh, scoundrels of the world to to uh, to to work uh, things uh, in their favor. So uh, there's some uh, car accu- accusations that that's what's really going on uh, with a company that uh, 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 made the claims of fraud. Uh, 
So, uh, you know, Nicola was trying to answer those. But what's curious is that earlier in the week, as you point out uh, at the beginning of our podcast, is that uh, GM heavily invested uh, and got a pretty good deal with Nicola. Uh, I think it's uh, an exchange of uh, fuel cells for uh, batteries. Uh, or something to that effect. Do you, do you have more detail oh, yeah. on that, so, Peter? So just to kind of back up a little bit. Now, short sellers, there there is sort of a, a you know, I, I hate to say it, there's sort of a positive to them in, in a way where they are they are great at, at exposing companies that are fraudulent. So they have their place, but the problem is, and, and Tesla is a great example of this, they have been dogged by short sellers for about the last seven years. And it's... And it's always the same. I mean, it, it's it's ridiculous, the amount of accusations and and I mean, they, they, it's everything from the classic ones are no demand, nobody wants the cars. That's a big one, constantly. Nobody wants their cars. Their cars are, you know, their cars are crappy. Their cars burst into flames. As a matter of fact, I had somebody who knows nothing about cars talking to me a couple weeks ago. It was a friend of it was a friend of my wife's sister. And they're like, yeah, you don't want to buy a Tesla. They burst into flames, and so short sellers, yeah, yeah, short sellers, crazy. The, there's there's a short selling group on, online, and they they go after Tesla and Elon Musk 24 hours a day. It, it, it's relentless, and it's to this day they've been saying the same thing for you know since the Model S came out, and they hate like they they can't beat they can't beat Elon Musk. They hate him. And it and it's the point where like it's not just like business stuff; it's personal stuff. They, they I mean, their their claims, and this is like ongoing claims. This isn't like one of their claims that he's he's a drug lord and he uses the factories to smuggle heroin from Mexico. Oh um, God! They, he, he, yeah. His yeah. They, they you know his father owned a. This is a funny one that I was just reading the other day that they won't let go of. His father owned an emerald mine, and so Elon Musk is in favor of slavery. <laughs> and his father didn't own an emerald mine. It's like a kind of an exaggeration, you know, back in South Africa. He's from South Africa. So, uh, you know, there's all these wacky things. And, 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 and that he's, you know, he's one of the, the the inner circle to Jeffrey Epstein just because, you know, he took a picture with that. What's that woman's name? The one they just busted in New Hampshire. Uh, no, I, no idea. But uh, I, I probably have heard it in the news. As a uh, you know a pop culturist, uh, I probably should know, but uh, it's, <laughs> well, it's funny it's because coming to me. it's funny because they busted her like two towns away from where I am in New Hampshire. Oh, Giselle Max- Maxwell or something, uh, but she was in a picture with Elon Musk at a party. So now everybody assumes he's a pedophile and he's involved in that whole ring. It's it's really bizarre and it's bizarre. Stuff. I mean, it's constant. Well, you know that's that, that that's like a combination of things. Is that you know uh, it's 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 the nature of 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 this sort of the tabloid uh, tabloid type of publication and tabloid mindset that that has infiltrated a lot of uh, what what is uh, supposed to be news. Right. But you know, what, you can usually dig into if if you're serious about getting you know the real truth and the facts, you can dig in. There's enough. It's easy enough on the internet to be able to sift through. Uh, find those sites that, that, that we know are, are reliable and will give, uh, you know, f- honest and fair information. Right. And that they do it, con- they do it consistently. They're, they're not they're not bogged down in conspiracy theories. And that, and, and right. That and that's that's what um, Tesla's attacked with. The, the conspiracy theory stuff is constant. And, and, and the, the question was, because Tesla was such a they were such a pioneer in, in the early days of electric you know, the, so the 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 argue, not only the short sellers who want to make money off the stock, but but a lot of these people who maybe even disguise themselves as short sellers. And, and you're talking about accounts that tweet that tweet and post things 24 hours a day, and it's like, how do you post? How does somebody post and tweet 24 hours a day insults unless they're either a bot or they're paid to do it? So a lot of people, are, you know, you got to wonder what the oil companies, right, right. Uh, you know. Or dealer associations well, or oil companies. Who's backing this stuff? And then you get into conspiracy right. theory stuffs, and you're like, you know, you don't want to get too far into it. But this company that that these people, the Hindenburg Research, you know, we kind of make fun of them a little bit. But as far as you know, we don't make fun of them, but kind of question their motives, obviously. But you know, they have a pretty firm track record. And as a matter of fact, I think. But, I, uh, uh, go uh, ahead. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, but, I'm but, sorry. I didn't so mean... so the report on Nikola is is really extensive i mean if you go down and and you go down well but he but right off the top though you know i mean it's been reported that that uh, hindenburg 
that they have openly admitted to having a short position right. on Nicola's stock. It's right in the report. So it's right in the report. They I, say that in the report. You know, it's like, yeah. What have they got to gain? They've got a lot to gain to see the stock, uh, Nicola's stock, take a plunge. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so you know, so right there is that one should be skeptical. Uh, not that you know, you know, it may not be a reason to just disregard the information. Right. Um, and uh, but, you know, and and so it's but it's created enough of a gray area. Uh, but you know, GM is is standing firm. They're you know they're they're happy with the arrangement. They don't seem to have been uh, moved by the claims from Hindenburg. Uh, but the the uh, the founder of, of Nicola, uh, Trevor Milton, you know, you know he, he's got a little bit of a sketchy past yes. in some some of his things and and. The, the claims from Hindenburg are, are basically that, you know, he used deceptive tactics uh, so that he could, uh, you know, manipulate the opinion uh, of, the, of his company. Right. And boost and, the stock uh, Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I mean, obviously, if you're, you know, the founder or CEO of a company, you're going to want to have uh, people have a, a favorable impression of your company. Right. It's, it's, it really comes down to it's not just like saying, you know, your company is the best thing. It's, it's like, have they done something that is uh, intentionally deceptive that costs people money yeah. um, in, in, in basically in, in investing in the company? Uh, based on a, a false uh, financial profile, uh, and so that remains to be seen. Right. Um, you know, and, and there's you know the people. A lot of people are criticizing the trucks weren't functional, and and we see that. I mean, you see that. In, that's no. There's no secret to that when you look at cars and car shows. I mean, a lot. Of, how many times have we gone to car shows and the cars locked and they're like, oh, we can't. It's pre-production. We can't let you in. Even Rivian, the last one we saw Rivian at New York. They, they wouldn't let us in the truck because it was pre-production and they didn't want anyone in there. And, you know, either it's not built to the quality that they'd want it to be or or it's going to be, you know. So I understand that. And, and you know, it, it's to back up a little bit if people aren't familiar with the story. So the other day, GM announced this deal. And, and what the deal is with GM, GM is GM is going to basically... They, they don't they're not there's no cash up front with this deal it's gm gets stock and i think it was like increments they're gonna get like they're getting a percentage deal but it but it was broken into like three so they're not gonna get a bunch of stock at once it was like at certain intervals i think it was like one year three years five years or something like that so but it was pretty substantial, it was substantial. If I'm not mistaken. It was 11, basically it works out to be 11 percent of the company of nicola and and mm-hmm. but the thing is, so GM gets, the, you know, they they get that in the end. That's that's one side of the part of the deal. But what they're what they're doing is they're they're opening up, they're opening up their technology to to Nikola, uh, to use. So they have the GM's been, you know, you've seen with what was the the Colorado it was like the Z2, the military vehicle that they built. They were testing their hydrogen fuel cells, and that's where we kind of also got to kind of differentiate this a little bit from like say Tesla or or, or Rivian is Nikola they, they, they're not making pure EVs they're not making battery EVs they're, they want to do hydrogen EVs so so basically GM was opening their tech up to them and and um, and also GM is going to manufacture so 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 it's, it's funny because GM gets not only on the stock side but they're going to get paid to to sell them parts and they're going to get paid to assemble the truck so where is the profit margin for Nikola in this deal? Like, so they've got a truck, but GM's putting it all together. GM is selling them the the parts. GM is selling them the battery. It's it's just it's it's weird in a way because it's just like. And from what I'm gathering is is that they're not putting any restrictions on where Nikola can sell the trucks. Yeah. Uh, but, but so uh, that you know that 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 in itself could be valuable. In other words, the GM's not saying, well, you can't sell them in North America. You can sell them. The GM is uh, homologating the truck for a sale anywhere that that uh, Nicola wants to. Right. Um, well, I mean, but you know, an interesting fact here too is is uh, that uh, from what I've been reading, uh, GM would uh, get an eighty percent of. Eighty percent worth of of the EV credits that uh, Nicola uh, would be getting. So uh, that's an interesting aspect. So to get, I don't know what those EV credits buy, but I presume that it, it it gives them some opportunity to to for GM to be better positioned in selling their own EV cars. Well, I thought that EV- or, or, or not. Or so good. Yeah. Maybe it's the the credits will allow them to 
to uh, continue manufacturing the trucks that they already have right. the way they have been manufacturing them. Right, but this is where it gets curious. So when you okay, first off, when you Nikola comes out and they're like, "This is great. We're going to use GM tech and this and this," but he's been on, he's been out there for years talking about how great their technology is, how they're a leader, how they've got innovative battery technology that's going to blow everybody away. And you can go back and find this stuff. I'm not making it up. You know, we've got this technology, this technology, this, batteries, hydrogen, fuel cells. We, we're, they, he even claims to own, like, a, I think, a hydrogen deposit somewhere. You know what I mean? It's like, so if all, you had all this, then why now do you have to go to GM and buy their technology? Like, he's been on mm-hmm. stage for years telling people that this is the greatest technology we're building. We've got it. It works. And then now it's, hey, look, we're buying all this stuff from GM. They're going to put it together for us. So so it does kind of admit that it was fake, right? <laughs> I mean, that, you know, or, or it just wasn't working as well as he might have sold people on. But then and then you got to, you know, when you talk about the tax credits with GM, I think those are worthless. If you... If you think of the timeline for the Nikola Badger was was 2022, right? I think that's when they wanted to bring it to market. So you know the first year isn't going to be – it's either going to be like a sold out or it, – it, the first couple of years is going to be limited production run. They're a new, they're a new manufacturer. They, they don't even have dealerships. They don't have anything. So you got to figure the first couple of years aren't going to be a lot of sales. So now you're talking you know, maybe those credits will kind of come to fruition around, what, 2025? But GM themselves has – a handful of EVs that are almost ready to go. You know, they're, they're just putting the finishing touches on their own factory that they're building. Uh, they're, they're building their battery factory now, and they're building the factory that's going to build the Hummer pickup truck, which assumingly is where they were going to build the Badger as well. Uh, so why would GM even need that in the future? And, and all I can think of is that GM wants to get into hydrogen vehicles as well. And my my... my <laughs> assumption guess theory you want to call it is that they wanted Nikola to test that equip to test that and sort of test the waters of the market and see if there's any market for a hydrogen pickup truck because if you know GM's not going to want to put a Silverado name on something that's going to just bomb you know they got to kind of protect their own assets so to speak so right. so yeah. I, that's my Pro- theory protect is, it, protect protect their brand right. brand but you know uh, circling back just quickly to uh, you know uh, where where are they going to sell these? Uh, no. Circling back to, to Lucid for a second, is that Lucid is planning uh, uh, that they'll have twenty uh, uh, Lucid studios and service centers uh, uh, that would be opening across North America by the close of twenty twenty one. So uh, you know I'm not hearing that from Nicola. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but you know uh, at least there seems to be something that's more concrete in the works uh, with, a, with a vehicle like Lucid, where they, 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 they know they've got to have places to sell the car. Yeah, so maybe, maybe you know, maybe Nicole has pumped up uh, their position uh, a bit. Uh, I, I'm not surprised that someone would want to make sure that they, they look good in front of everybody. Right. Uh, how else how, how are you going to be able to, to gather and, and retain investors? Right. It's all, uh, that's all to, a show. A lot of people do that. You know, Elon Musk has been accused of that when he's talking about the solar right. roof panels. You know, mm-hmm. they weren't operational. We've, and again, we've personally seen cars that are basically shells built over plywood that they roll out on a, a car show stage and, you know, everyone takes pictures and all of a sudden it's all over the world this car this car this car and you look underneath and it's nothing but steel bars and you know some uh yeah. fiberglass D- didn't even didn't even have right didn't even have a, a motor in it yeah. so or or an engine so so uh, you know and and we'll kind of i guess wrap it up because we don't we're, this this stuff is actually with nicola is is really just unfolding as we speak i mean you know mm-hmm. trevor milton is on twitter basically saying it's all lies it's all lies and then he says well i can't talk about it anymore because my lawyers don't want me to and then he goes on and defends it again. It's like, well, I thought your lawyer said not to talk about it, <laughs> you know. So it's like, yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, somebody needs to get a hold of that guy. And be like, just shut up, and we'll figure it out. And and then it'll be it'll be interesting to hear what the Security and Exchange Commission has to say about it. Well, and they're and I guess they're getting involved in it. And and then the other thing with Nikola, and they prove that in this in this um, report that you know he he hires a lot of people who aren't who aren't qualified. Like he has his brother works for him. His brother was was um, building driveways before he became like 
the he's like head of hydrogen research there. He was building driveways before that, and it's literally right on his. They've got pictures of his LinkedIn page. He was a contractor that uh, you know was in cement work, did cement work, and and all of a sudden he's 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 head of uh, director of hydrogen production. How does that? That's you know that's just a major red flag, you know. Uh, you know, and then there's people yeah. like listed. There's people listed as as officers of the company who don't work for the company, and so it'll all get sorted, I'm sure. My my guess is GM. If GM's really committed to this, I wonder if they will go through with the deal as long as he steps down and get just clean house there, get everybody out of there, put in a team, and just build the the Nikola brand. But I but, it, but in a way, I can't see that because I don't think they want to get in the semi because Nikola is a semi they, they wanted to do semis the, the Badger pickup truck was sort of just a hey we would like to do this too and then it kind of somehow kind of took on a life of its own and became a thing but you know their focus was trucks and I can't picture GM wants to get into heavy trucks I mean they've gotten out of heavy trucks they don't do well the the, the truck that they're, they're building for Nikola is um is a, it's called a Badger, and that's that's a pickup truck. Right. But the, you're 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 right. You know, Nicola generally, at least what they've shown us in photographs and and some of the testing uh, that they've done is uh, with large semis. Well, that's the thing. They they do they the um they were going to use the GM tech in the semis as well, but the semi was going to be built on in their own factory, not not uh, you know with the GM pickup trucks. So I think that they were trying to use the pickup truck as sort of a as a saving, you know, to, to make the money while they further develop the semi uh, truck. But, um, you know, I'd be interested to see what GM does. If GM, like I said, if they go in there, clean house, and put in a new management team and, and build that brand. But it's just like, yeah. why do they need to? You know, that's the thing. It's like, if I was in GM. Well, the, the quote I've been seeing from Mary Bauer, the uh, CEO at GM, is that uh, it's a validation of, of their technology. You know? <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, so maybe you, I think you're on to it there, Peter, is, is that, you know, it's like if there's something that the GM needs to get out of this um, is that uh, it's a way for them to validate what they're doing and perhaps uh, clean house over at Nicola and, uh, and, and, uh, and use the... Uh, use that as a way to uh, have their technology evolve. Right. Uh, the business, the business model of their technology evolve. Right. And and, and um, you know, like I said, it, it, it's weird too because GM also has a stake in Lordstown Motors, which does pure EV trucks. And and it, it's just like all these little things with GM. It's like we're invested in this. We're invested in this. These guys are building this. These guys, you know, like like LG Chem built the Bolt, and and it's like how their their strategy seems so scattered when it comes to electric cars you know this doesn't seem to be a focus like like so here's a weird thing they they had their their lordstown factory i think it built the chevy cruise right and that went out of business that went out of business in 2019 so they sold that factory to lordstown motor which which would eventually became lordstown motors which is kind of co-owned by workhorse they make delivery they like 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 panel vans like you would see Frito Lay mm-hmm. using to deliver chips to the to the grocery store. They built like those, and so now GM sold them that plant with the equipment for like forty million dollars, and that's not a lot of money for a fully functional automotive plant, right? And then GM mm-hmm. GM turns around and announces that they're building a brand new battery factory, literally right behind the factory they just sh- they just sold, <laughs> you know. So so now they they sold this one. They told the factory to Lordstown Motors, and now they're building a factory behind it for batteries and they have to tear down 66 acres of wetland you know they're, they're 66 acres of woods they're tearing down to build this factory and then and meanwhile their new ev factory which is up sort of more towards detroit uh if you go to town it's in hamtrack hamtrack i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right so they have a transmission factory that just closed literally 15 minutes away that's now going to sit idle instead of putting their battery factory 15 minutes away from their EV factory, they put it three hours away in the woods that they now have to tear down. It's like, it's so scattered, it seems. And and, uh, and mm-hmm. I got to wonder if they're doing it for union reasons or, like, why are they doing that? Why are they, you know, these people at this transmission factory, they're making, uh, they're making masks right now for the whole COVID thing. Masks and, like, equipment for, for COVID. And once that wraps up, that's it. They're, they're closing that factory down. So they're not even working at half capa- full capacity. But it's like, why would you not put your EV factory there? 
right in the middle of everything. Your, their tech center is right down the street. Their EV, their new EV factory is right down, the, you know, 15 minutes away. It just seems scattered. If I if I was running GM, I would I, I don't know I I, I would even well, look at. That's, oh, I'm sorry. Go on. That would that would be a great question. We have to get uh, on the horn, as the, as uh, someone might say. Uh, we should give them a call. We should. Uh, I'd, be, I'd be interested to find out what know. the strategy is there. You know, and, and yeah. if it was Ho- hopefully. Hopefully we can get someone you know on the line that uh, would be able to talk about some of the plans. But a lot of times, uh, what we found uh, in in a lot of the press conferences or uh, when we have uh, s- uh, meetings with some of the product reps is that they're very reluctant to talk about future plans. Well, of course, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're very very reluctant. So I mean, but uh, something like that that would be very interesting. Why build a factory there and not somewhere else? Uh, there might be a stock answer. Maybe they would say those old factories were not really equipped for the, this type of production. Right. They would definitely uh, have to tear it down and probably start again. Yeah. But I'd rather them yeah. tear down a broken down factory that they've had for a hundred years than break, you know, than than pave over sixty six acres of woodland. Yeah. You know, any day, especially yeah, especially for a to, to make to make an EV to make car, an which EV is supposed to be invo- <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly to make a, a green yeah. car. You're going to tear down woods when you have these properties. That's what's kind of weird. But unless they have, you know, who knows? They might have plans for that. But if I was GM, I would look at. Well, I think what they should do is is spin off the Silverado into its own brand. Do what do what they did with Ram. What Dodge? You know, because remember when when Dodge did a Dodge trucks were Dodge Rams. And they spun that mm-hmm. off, and even myself were like, "Oh, that's gonna kill Dodge. Dodge isn't gonna have any." How they, you know, I think they should they should spin the Silverado off into its own brand, and then they could have the fifteen hundred Silverado HD like they have now, and then they could have a hydrogen version, and they could have an all electric version. So you'll have like trucks for every market there. Or well, that sounds like a good topic for another podcast. Right? Yeah. Well, to, that my plans uh, to run my plans to run GM. That's uh, we'll, we'll follow. <laughs> and you know, we're, we're going to follow this whole uh, Nicholas story, and God knows it'll probably change by the next time we record. So, uh, I guess that wraps it up. I want to wrap it up with that. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm going to look forward to that headline. Uh, Peter Siani heads GM Motors. <laughs> If I could run GM better than oh god I wish, uh, it'd probably fail. But um, you know, so anyway, we'll we'll keep you guys posted. We'll keep an eye on this this story. And and you know what? If you get a chance, go on and find the. We can put a link to it as well. The um, the Hindenburg uh, report about Nikola and judge for yourself. I mean, it's there's some pretty damning stuff in there. But again, you know, they're innocent until proven guilty. I guess. Yeah. Well, I love these lively discussions, Peter. Good. Um, and uh, look forward to the next one. All right. Talk to you next time. Take care. Thanks for joining us this week on the RPM News Weekly podcast. Don't forget to check us out online at rpmnewsweekly.com for more automotive news and interviews.